What's up everybody? This is an epic two hour Q&A session from Phoenix where we just completely brought down the house. This is the long form content that you've been begging for. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Happy holidays. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be You often see people get caught up in thinking that the, whatever their thing is has to be a, a hundred million dollar endeavor versus saying, you know, like for me in farming in Southwest Missouri in a rural area, I mean, if I, if I had grew something to a couple, several, just a few million dollars a year, I mean, that's, that's wildly successful. Do you think a lot of people focus too much on? Yes. It's my, no, it's my favorite thing to talk about. Like if you make what's wrong with 137,000 a year, if you're happy and you enjoy the fuck out of it and that's real money to you, yes I do. But that doesn't mean anything to you, meaning 90% of the marketing establishment world, the mad, I don't know how many of you watch Mad Men or know what an advertising agency in New York City is, 90% of that world thinks I'm full of shit. Why? Because they're holding on to the past and I'm dangerous. Because they make money selling newspaper ads and billboards and television commercials. <laughs> so, do they think you're full of shit or they just hope you're full of shit? They think I'm full of shit because 90% of them that work in those companies believe in their religion. No, I pissed so much money away. Do you understand? They don't know. They went to school. They pay. They, they don't. It's subconscious bias. It's comfort for them. It's subconscious bias. They went to a good university. They work at Ogilvy or McCann or Wyden Kennedy or Crispin Port. Like they don't know. They they believe in their truth. They think a thirty-second commercial is worth spending millions of dollars. Like that's what they believe. They believe that I'm a snake oil salesman. Yet they go home and watch Netflix and stay on Instagram all day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean it. I mean it. They they say things like luxury doesn't work that way, Gary. Right? Like. Vogue, we need a Vogue full page ad. Not in my business. Not in my business. Not my demo. Yeah. I'm gonna hopefully ask questions for everyone because I'm hoping Yeah, listen, everybody gets, ask your, the reason we have time is ask your question. Nuances will filter. So my question's going to a place where when you do take on debt, yep. talking about debt, yep. I don't take on a lot of debt just because I'm at a place where I don't need to, right? And is your debt in the form of a loan or credit line or? It depends. I mean, yeah. it depends if we're buying a bunch of houses. Yeah. It also depends on, you know, certain structures. I mean, it just depends yeah. on what it is, right? So quick loans versus credit cards versus personal loans to the company. Okay. Do you ever get, does that ever weigh on you? And I guess It's the, the scariest is, thing on earth. Right. You're in a, this is why so many people in your business go out of business. Totally. You're the ultimate cliche. You came in when the market was shit. You had less crushed. to lose, crushed it. Now you get high in your supply. You get over leveraged. Guys, it happens in one day. Tomorrow you wake up. It just happens. You do know that. I mean, like, how old are you? 30. You don't know. (laughs) How how old are you? 29. Definitely not. But the rest of everybody else here, because you haven't lived it yet. You didn't live it. Yeah, I've heard that. You didn't didn't live it. You didn't live just waking up and the April stock market crash of 2000 and one, and it's over. You didn't live 2008, Bear Stearns. You heard, you heard about it, you might have heard something, your daddy might have been upset, you heard something, you didn't give a fuck. You didn't live it. You didn't live, I woke up in the morning that day, I was in, I was in France buying wine, and Brandon calls me, because it's a, 
it's early, you know, it's six hours ahead there. It happened in the morning, Bear Stern, da 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 da. Brandon calls me, he goes, hey, I was like, hey, he's like, we've had like $400,000 in pre order wine canceled this morning. I'm like, okay, right? Like, literally, I remember where I was. I started buying less wine like, than I did the first two days of the trip. In the first two days of the trip, I'm big shot. I'm like, yeah. I'll take 100 cases of that. I'll take 50 cases of that. Literally an hour later, I'm like, yeah, this is not that great. <laughs> Thanks for your time. So, so yeah, bro, I would, I would high, and listen, you're no dummy. Debt is awfully scary if your business doesn't do well when the economy collapses. If yours does, look, I think VaynerMedia explodes. When the economy I do, goes. because I think when Aquafina wakes up and realizes, and it happens in a day, Remember, it takes 30 to 60 days for it all to get figured out, but it happens in a day. And when they get in their board meeting on March 9th, and they're like, okay, we had, a, we had 83 million in marketing this year. Now that's been cut to nine million. What are we doing with that money? I have a funny feeling that Gary Vee character might know what to do with it way better than fucking Madison Avenue student who's critiquing me. And so I think we're gonna explode. Awesome. But I think your business won't. No, well, it depends. Correct. Real estate. Correct. Because I can shift from flipping to holding, and you could do have, you could do a ton of stuff. It just depends. But it depends on how the debt is compounding. Well, and that's why I'm bringing right? it up because right now I I'm debt free. I get it. Right. And you have these but opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities that are on the shift. Look, if we were partners, I'd be like, bro, honestly, here's my plan. It's been so good for so long. Let's actually be humble as fuck. Let's just let's just actually hoard cash. You have to understand, a million dollars in your bank account today in the world versus what happens when the world melts, that million's worth like four. Right. No shit. Got it? Yeah. See yeah, what? No, it's, I, it's an interesting perspective, right? I like the saving, I love cash, right? I love being able to every morning be like, oh, I'll be all right, right? It matters, bro, and honestly, at some point, you gotta say, it's no different than like, I don't know what the blackjack fucking rules are, but I know that you keep going, and then at some point, if it's like 11 hands or six, or I don't know fucking rules, but at some point, you're like, fuck, I got, like the math is just not on your side anymore. We are so deep in this world of like inflated bullshit. It's 92 donors. It's 92 donors. Less leverage, more cash. I think so, I like, mainly I because I think you're gonna pick up shit for a fucking penny on the dollar. Yeah. And yeah. so like, it'll suck right now, it sucks for me. I'm, I'm sitting around just watching, sitting on cash being like, I'm an idiot, like, right? But I won't be. At some point, it's gonna happen. It's no different than 50, in a 50 year window. I don't give a shit, it takes another four years. Especially, and this is how I hedged it, because I'm building a machine that capitalizes on the other side. So I would actually tell you, try to think about that or build your personal brand and start talking about the truth of, I came in when shit was terrible. It's been really good. I don't know when the other shit happens, but let's interview people that were the me in 2007 who thought they were big shots, who are now social media experts or cryptocurrency experts or cannabis experts because they got blown the fuck out by real estate. Because in 2008, they were feeling great they went the other way than what I'm telling you and over leveraged themselves, did their biggest project ever, and then Bear Stearns put them out of business. Even though our product is an experience, you, you pick up like that locket I built for your mom. Yep. You pick up those little charms and create a story. Yep. It can be done online, but where, where I'm really struggling right now is so we train our team. Yep. We train this, these 40,000 women. 
do I train them to do your business your way and show three ways to be successful? Do I say, hey, all this is old school, you gotta stop doing that, and how quickly do I try to shift them into all social media or online selling? My, 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 if I was your partner, I would say number one way more than number two, with a kicker. Let them, do, let, them, let them do it their way. I'm a huge fan of self-awareness. I'm a huge fan of not putting, I'm a huge fan of putting people in a position to succeed. Some people are just fabulous when they invite the neighborhood to their living room and other people wanna lay on their bed with grain, grainy light and just be like, buy my shit and people buy that that way. So I'm big on letting, I'm big on their way, comma. It's just, you know, it's my actions over my words. I'm big on do it your way, right? I, do it the best way that you communicate on social platforms. P.S. LinkedIn works better with writing. So to me, it's your way, comma, our corporate point of view of where the fertile ground is, is the following. And before you say no, try to say yes. You don't like to do Facebook? but you're a 40,000 a month kind of gal, then fucking hire somebody. What would you recommend? If you were my business partner and you knew where we were and we had wild success, we had a huge uh, crash and now we have um, leveled out and we're building again, what would you do? How would you sell our jewelry with knowing we have a 40,000 person base? You mean, how would you sell the people that are selling it to be more progressive? Or how would, you, how would you encourage our people to sell in 2019? What would be the advice I would give him to sell? Versus then what should we do to inspire him to actually do my advice? That's exactly right. I would tell him to sell on Instagram stories and on YouTube and podcast. I would tell him everything I put out every day. The internet's the real world. The real world's the fake world. <laughs> That's my fucking answer. And the quicker people start understanding that, the quicker their behavior will change. I understand how ideologically fun it is to think of an old time when you read your fucking newspaper with a coffee and the world was nice and slow. Mazel tov, that doesn't exist anymore. There used to be a time when we used to shoot a fucking elephant and eat it raw. Like, it's over. I'm sorry it's not fucking 1949 anymore. So you would encourage, uh, so if, if he were one of my designers, affiliates, distributors, yep. whatever you want to call it, you would encourage him, go social from the business model, your business, your way, if this is what you love, but hey, before you say you're only gonna do it this way, try this, and from a corporate perspective, from, we train them. From a corporate perspective, perspective, I would quadruple down on in-person events and content to inspire our team in-person events and content to inspire the sellers. It's, you know, it's like this. Do this, do this, do this, versus, hey, come here, let me show you how to do this. Those are two very different things. It's very cute for you to make a 47-second video and me to say, go do it. It's different than like actually like, uh, okay, and on Monday we're gonna train you how to post an Instagram story, and on Tuesday we're gonna have Becky Thompson, you know, mama bear on Instagram showing how she did, and on Wednesday we're gonna do this. And don't forget, this Saturday in Atlanta, Dallas, and El Paso, we're at the Holiday Inn with doing fucking physical workshops. And that's the value, showing, showing Correct. someone else doing it is what's A hundred percent, outside of your world because you don't want to put pressure on other sellers who think that you're forcing them to give up their competitive advantage which will dilute their advantage. Got it. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah.
Um, do you you have relationships with these sellers? Could mm -hmm. you incentivize platform incentivize them? Like encourage them through some sort of contest or something for like the most things sold on through Instagram. You you could, but what you're doing then is you're creating bad behavior. One of the things that people don't understand about the psychology of people is short-term incentives are short-term incentives. It you know the quality of your customer matters. The quality of your employee matters. The reason I don't have a one-size-fits-all for my employees is DRock's not motivated by title, but I have 137 people that are. But how do you how do you get the 137 people? So it would also be really You'd, hard for us to track uh, that what you suggested. But how do you get the 137 people that don't want to be the old marketing agency that can think new and fresh? Because the majority of people college actions college, by actions by by your act by putting out the content. I try to convince no one. I just end up being historically correct. But I mean hiring. So hiring whoever you hire on your team internally. How do you not get the old school? How do you find the people without the old school? Did you get I got it. I do. When you Ready? Go all video. People look at you like, well, you got to print and add in Vogue, like you said. By fi that's not reality. By firing. <laughs> the answer to your question is a very interesting question. I don't. I didn't know what the fuck D-Rock was going to do. I was just prepared to fire him after 90 days if he wasn't good. The answer to hiring is actually firing. Do you know how the Seattle Seahawks won their Super Bowl? They kept cutting the 50th to 53rd guy on the team consistently and kept picking up new guys until 50 to 53 can also contribute. It was very smart. And that's how I think about it. It's what Jack Welch did. You know, he, he made it very 10, 80, 10, but there's a lot of right to that. You find the innovative thinkers and if they're not, you let them go. And you do a much better job up front to make sure that people know they could get fired. Like, my big thing is kindness and empathy and like a good culture. So when I'm hiring somebody very senior and I'm involved in the process, I'm like, look, you're not gonna believe me. You're gonna think I actually care about the money. You're gonna think that you're just gonna come and contribute money like you always have, and I'm gonna look the other way if you're mean in a meeting. I'm not. So let me save you a ton of time. Go work somewhere else. This is my religion. You can do that about being a progressive marketer. Got it? You. So you put pressure up front and then you deliver. Pressure and expectation. You bark up front and you bite. Got it? Got it? To me, it's, it's very misunderstood because from the time we're five to 18, we're told to go down this distribution model and shove down our throat. And so for the entrepreneurs of the world, it's like, okay, you were that voice that like finally stood up and said enough. And so, dude, I am so forever grateful, I mean, what you've done I mean, I went from making 2,500 bucks a month three years ago to making over a million dollars a year. I have a team of 25,000, and I took on the thing that, and the old network markers hate to hear this, I work for them. 100%. And, they, and, they, and, and, and I'm building a legacy around that, that I'm like, dude, I bought all in on your shit because it works. The next step for you is the <clears throat> problem with network marketing, and I have a lot of empathy for that five to 18 year old thing, here's the truth of it. I mean, otherwise I would do it full time. The math doesn't work when you start adding layers. It just doesn't, and it's not how humans work. Like, like to me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch you the 3.0 for you, mm -hmm. where it gets really crazy, is if you, to me, I love a one-to-one -one relationship that makes a ton of sense. But when you start playing with the math of what happens when he goes and sells there and what happens to me and things of that nature, you start getting into real, you wanna talk about this? You start getting into really dis, 
you get into different incentives. People are in the business of selling people. People, you know, and what, and, and what, as you know, you can't control that at some point. The end. Mm-hmm. The end. I don't know what to say. Well, no, this time though, I didn't, you know, I didn't go buy stupid shit. I, didn't I get it. Bentley. That I understand. Yeah, that's, I understand. That's different. Just but, like you. I get it. Putting it all away because when the shit hits the fan, because it's going to, my background is I'm a former stockbroker, have a good understanding of the markets and so on and so forth. It's coming. The punch in the face, it's going to be like the 92 dollars. It's going to happen so quick. I don't know if it's Black Swan or whatever. We can't control it, but I'm going to be ready for it this time. Yep. So. So you brought up a point. I'm sorry. You have Go a ahead. Question. Go ahead. Actually, you, you had a question. Go, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Cool. No worries. Go ahead. You, you we'll get to everybody. Go ahead, brother. Sort of two questions related to something that you were saying, and then the, Go ahead. the hiring thing. Um, uh, and so, thank you for that suggestion. Uh, oh well, no, I was just wondering because it's kind of relevant for what I'm doing too. But um, it, so, just to put a bow on that, too many people spend time on strategies and executions and systems that create short-term behavior that looks good and then becomes bad long-term behavior. It's why Zynga went out of business, in theory. It was, it was great to acquire customers on Facebook at such a low cost, but if you weren't creating something that was keeping them, so when you incentivize behavior that isn't naturally gonna be what the person's doing it and they're doing it for that thing, it becomes the lottery. You know, you, you're like, it starts, you know, like it's, it's communism's theory. Like, you know, it's like, you, to me, you bet on human truths. Here's a human truth. People are incentivized by different things, even as an individual as they go through their lives. Whatever system you can create to continue understanding that and feeding that at every, I, when I really talk about being there for my employees, like that is just basically my life. I just feel like I'm, I'm much more Deion Sanders than I'm Jerry Rice. I am there reacting to everything. I'm a counterpuncher. That's why Floyd Mayweather was so good in boxing. It didn't excite everybody. It's not like he fucking, not, like, he wasn't Mike Tyson. It's just, it's defense. It's perfect defense. It's reactionary. So to me, I'd, if, you know, if Karen like, just loves throwing house parties, I don't want to put guilt on her for not being on Instagram, but I don't want to not tell her to think about Instagram and make her say, Karen, being live on Instagram could feel like hosting a party, especially as we go into eight faces in a screen. Like, like don't say no. Bet on your strengths, don't but don't no. say no. Like, like what Vayner at its best and what our team is, for sure, is we're a yes culture. Everything's just yes. And, and that's how I hire. I, I don't take any pride in like thinking I hire great. I don't hire great. I hire on complete and utter intuition, which sometimes works out remarkable, and plenty of times does not. I'm just capable of firing. Because I don't care about the judgment of making the wrong call, which bugs the shit out of people. It's a killer for people. They hire somebody, they talk a big game to their team that's been with them, they're like, Rick's gonna fucking kill it for us. Then Rick's a fucking idiot who came to just like hang on and then my three homies are like, you're fucking wrong, but I'm like, fuck, I don't wanna, but I don't want, I'm gonna fix Rick because I can't be wrong in front of the homies. It's ego. ego. Kills. So you still fire Kills Rick. so much. It's insecurity with makeup, brother. But how did you get there with the, the sensitivity of lost time? I mean, if you've got somebody in there. I made the bet, bro. Yeah, I know. I get it. The end. The lost time's about to be compounded if I don't cut bait. True. Mm-hmm. 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 Right? This is why people lose money. How or why would you ever 
either give away equity or for a new company project or, or something versus taking on debt to go to your question to grow if you want to grow if you need that money in a salary somehow taking on debt is betting on yourself more than taking giving away equity it's a safer bet to give away equity yeah and then with that how would you hire people to help you be you because for example like- that's super easy it depends on how truthful you're willing to be with yourself so, for hiring people to allow you to be you, to be you, starts with how well do you know you. You know, for you to be you, you need to recognize what either you like the most or what you're the best at. And the best is if you can really hit the delta of the two. Like if you're great at sales and you love it, you love the high of selling, a lot of salespeople become CEOs because their companies start to become a company. What they don't realize is they hate being an operator and an executive, they just love being a salesperson. But the humility to hire a CEO to be your boss of the company you started as a salesperson seems fucking outrageous. Not to cut you off. You're not cutting me off. But, uh, so I am right in that point. Okay. I'm trying to understand, um, I am, I try to be self-aware so much so one of my questions is like, how do you, are you ever your own worst enemy as you're trying to be self-aware, thinking, did I like second-guess yourself? Something I've been talking about a lot lately is the inability to judge myself. So the answer is no. That's where I'm really strong. I just don't dwell, I don't judge. I've come to realize it has so much to do with not caring about other people's opinions. So I don't second-guess myself. There's just no time. Was that a process or was that from the get-go? That was pretty in there. That was pretty in there, but that then reinforced through watching how it played out for me for 20 years versus my dad, versus my brother, versus lots of businesses I'm involved, all the interaction. It's no different than the lost time. Like, it is what, like, I do not calibrate, I cut bait emotionally and, like, mentally so quickly that, cause, cause it's not valuable. Like, you made the decision but I get slowed down in operating and executing on that that level because in the process, everything else has to go. Like, I value the setup of the camera. So I'm trying to do that simultaneously to actually getting the person to fit in the role. Yeah, the biggest, I think the biggest thing, maybe, maybe DRock, no, no, this is perfect. I think DRock, I just kind of caught his reaction. DRock, talk to me about perfection or the idea of it. Yeah, or just like, I think, I, like I think what his and I reaction was when you were talking, like first of all, this is something I don't say as often as I used to, just because it takes a lot of explanation, but like 99% of the things that go through your head right now about your business don't matter. I really believe that. That's a brain fuck. <laughs> you know? Gary's never told me once on how to put the camera where to put it, what? He doesn't watch 90% of the videos they put out. I mean, the 10% is Instagram. But even though he said that the content really matters to him, he trusts you enough, and then was that right? Nope. I trust the market. So you're looking at how how the market reacts. I value value the volume over the debate. Mm -hmm. It's it's an output game. Gotcha. Back to sports, you can watch film all week. I've learned so much about football because of the agency we have, me and my brother. You can watch film all week. 
If you're not able to execute on the field on Sunday and some other guy's been going to the club all week and he can play on the field on Sunday, results speak. You had to watch every video that we made. We would not put out a daily video on YouTube and you're busy. That's why articles don't go out. That's why articles don't go out. I'm, I'm the bottleneck. I have to hear the new writer write it because it's gotta be me and I have to, you know, video is me. This is fucking me. I don't know, you know, I'm on the record. I, I, that, and that's back to like why I was okay with you filming. Like, I'm on the record. I made that decision in 2009. Everything I do, when there is no camera, is on the record, especially now that I'm actually known. Like, now I actually know that to be true. There is no me doing anything without somebody watching. Can I maybe throw the two cents just to clarify? Hell yeah. Were you talking about the hiring and firing of the salespeople and that you're handling that role? In the delta time between you actually doing what you need to be done. Go ahead. Oh, so Honestly, it's bigger than that in my opinion. I just think you're debating shit that doesn't matter. You're auditing yourself for no fucking reason out of a personality trait and just being in the beginning of the process. My big thing is just fucking do. Do you know how many people spend three years doing because they don't know anything about anything, they get successful, and then they start changing everything that got them there? Almost everyone. I go the other way. I try to get dumber. Here's the, here's the problem. Family, family businesses are binary. There's only one boss. Right? And what's so powerful about this conversation, it was really funny, the delta of looking at you. You're 20, what? 29. Right, so you know, one of the things, as you two probably know, if you follow my content, being younger, like I talk so much about patience and how long life is. And as he's talking, just watching your face was a lot of fun. He's talking about my, you know, you're saying like kudos to you. Meanwhile, there's a fucking older generation than him in the fucking game, right? <laughs> and I keep trying. like, whoa, what? Right? And I'm like trying to get people to understand 71, 85, 79, like <sighs> life is long, boy. Like yes, you could die. Of course he does. So so, and this is where I talk about like patience and like you know like I mean, it's just it, there's so many dynamics. But I will say this for the four of us and everybody who's watching and for the rest of us, like there's only one boss. And where people get confused is in the lack of clarity of that of the pictures we paint in our own mind. There's only one boss, and she or he is that boss. And until they say they're not and start acting on it, everything will be murky. And you have sons who are cool with it. He said it was tough for him to watch it. He was cool with it, he liked it. His dad was his hero, he was content, he was content with what he had. Others are not. I wasn't. So I, you wanna talk about bailing on an employee after you gave him four months? What about building a business from three to 60 million and walking away with zero? How about nothing? Nothing. The amount of respect. Guys, Wine Library started in a conference room of another company. If I had money, I wouldn't have started it in Buddy Media's <laughs> conference room. I was 34 years old and had nothing. You didn't talk about really. it for a long time. I never talked about it because at the time that this started all happening with me, I resented my dad about it. It didn't feel right to me. 18 months ago, two things happened simultaneously, which is why I've started talking about it. One, I was so in Silicon Valley corporate like business that I lost 
the reminder of what a family business is, which is it's the old man or old woman's business until they die. And then you get it. And I forgot. So that, like, all of a sudden, in a, in a, whenever I remembered, I was like, wait a minute, it's not my dad's fault, this is just that game. It's the old school game. That's the immigrant coming to a new country game. You build the shit, you die, the kid takes it. There is no thoughts of capital fucking gains and fucking income tax and inheritance tax. They don't even know that shit. These are people that write on fucking paper and cash and fucking who gives a fuck, right? So I got away from that. And listen, I also was an extreme example. I really built a huge business as a kid. Gave up my entire child. My hyperbole is as real as fuck. You know, you wake up and you're 32 and you had no childhood. I had no childhood. Like, let's get it very, very, very real to this room. From 14 to 34, I worked. Every minute. 1953 shit. Not too, like, there was no, I didn't go to parties. I didn't go on vacation. So you wake up and now you're walking. It doesn't feel great. Number two, I was starting to impact people and people were using it as an excuse of why not to listen to me and I had to create clarity because I didn't want no people. I didn't want kids to follow fucking losers instead of me because they made the excuse of not wanting to hear the hard work part by saying, well, his dad gave him. So I was like, I gotta click, I gotta create, I gotta create, I'm getting razzed for something I'm the extreme reverse of. I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm the reverse of entitled. But real quick, back to your business, the thing I'm probably most excited about is real life. As the world becomes internet and real life becomes fake, it's the same thesis I have on Facebook. As everyone's about to run away, I'm about to go back in. I love real world. I'm obsessed with it. There's a reason concerts are up. The movie theater is doing tremendous. We're so deep in our shit that we do yearn. We also do things in real life now for the content. People literally hike and go to Disney World for the picture. There are fucked up families where the mom and dad hate each other that go to Disney to take a picture in front of the Magic Kingdom to post on Facebook to trick people that the family's okay. That's what's repelling people from social media. Of course it is, but guess what? People are fucking stupid. Let me explain why. Face, fucking Facebook's not making you fake, you're fake. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, you can shut down your Instagram and Facebook, you're gonna be fake at the coffee shop. Yeah. You're gonna be fake at the PTA meeting. People are planning their whole day around the picture. People are fake. Yeah. People are fake because they care about other people's opinions. Yeah. Especially people they don't even care about. Mm-hmm. Like it's the most broken, it's a lack of self-esteem. Now. Um, so anyway, I'm obsessed with real life shit. And as a matter of fact, I, I don't know your business well enough, but if, and back to your business too, like the, like the, like one thing I'm obsessed with is extremes. If I started an events business, if I was like in the blow up castle business to rent to like bar mitzvahs and birthdays, what I would do tomorrow is go to fucking China and make the most extreme castle of all time. Like a 900 foot castle. Because what's happening in our society right now is it's minimalism and it's extremism. The middle's fucked. So I'm very hot on like, if you look at like the pop-up museums in New York, it's like extreme candy, extreme colors. It's like you've got these, you know, mocktails that are like $39, but they steam out. Like go extreme as fuck, because the picture. It's the club dynamic. Why do clubs right now have, when you order the champagne, the sparklers come out and, uh, for the, people want attention. 
They're not buying the champagne, they're buying the attention. They want every dude and girl in the club to look and be like, oh, that's the big baller. In China, it's got even more extreme where they're doing like interactive shit with QR codes where the cool guy in the club throws money on the screen and then everybody can QR and take it. Whoa. Really? Really. So, A, I love real life. B, any way you can figure out to be the most extremer or the most subtle. Don't live in, don't live in the middle. The world is getting pulled that way because of the internet. It's, the middle's bad. It's really huge. And then look at yourself and figure out who you are. The reason I think I work is I'm a little bit of both, right? I'm very outlandish in my communication style, but I'm very minimal in my like, right? There is no jewelry, back to what you were saying, like, I'm, that's not who I am. And if I was, that's cool, I, I love authenticity. Andy Frizzella loves Lamborghinis for real. And so that's cool, and he can afford them. And he's not renting them to look cool, to like make you pay for a $1,000 course. So like, that's authentic. Authenticity, and left to right, no middle. I love real life. I think companies should activate in more real life. Where I was going, and I've brought it up a couple times, is like B2B companies, fucking buying ads in B2B magazines for 20K, doing a $130,000 fucking build out on exhibit and telling me they don't have $15,000 to run LinkedIn ads on content. Gary, can we shift? How are people shopping in 2021? I'm not sure. I'm really not. But it's gonna be way more internet than not. Last mile's gonna be here one day. Like, just to create clarity, like everything you want is gonna be delivered within an hour in America. But I mean, but I mean for real. Yeah, I, and for there too, like in, <laughs> it's really, like to his point, in New York and other places, sure, but in nine years when it's happening in his world and he's picking up a bar of deodorant because that's how we live, or, or the bar of deodorant itself is reordering itself because Gillette's putting you know, technology in it and it knows it's done and it's just being delivered direct. Like, I don't know, and 2020-21 is not that far away, like, but what I can tell you is more internet, less real world. Who the fuck knows? You know, this is what I, I, and I've been talking more about it lately, which is I don't know. I know right now it's a good idea to be using Instagram shop, Shopify, Amazon, Facebook, that's good. Just look at technology. Think about what a Razer phone that was the coolest thing on earth in 2005, if that put that in your hand right now, what a piece of shit that would look like. Non-smartphone? Non-smartphone. And it was crazy. Crazy. And I was like, what are you doing? And what did she say? I just, I like. Mazel tough. So besides you know, Microsoft and yep. these other companies, AI, what companies do you see that are, that are down here that are not discovered that you're looking at to invest in? I'm not. You're not? Artificial intelligence is like so far away from what I give a fuck. Like I don't care about anything that's not practical in the short term. Why? Like there's too much risk and like, I mean, it just it takes a long time for technology to actually click. I mean, we're seeing it though fast with the Alexa and all that and that's yeah. starting to happen. I mean. It is, it is, and I'm all about voice, and I'm super interested in that, and I've been obviously talking about it. Um, I, I, 
you know, I think I don't get a high on, I don't predict. I don't know what to say. Do I don't see? predict. I talk about Instagram story ads right now are unbelievably underpriced. You should run as much as you can for whatever the fuck you do. So do you, in that real world versus internet, the sales of that, would you convert that better with still having a sales floor kind of being in the info yeah, space? I, would you still have the real person? I think both work. Okay. Both work. And then I'll just follow up. Um, but it's about, it's similar to the, here's the answer. They both work similar to you know, trade shows and marketing, but which one's better and more opportunistic at this moment is the debate. Am I better off to have 37 guys and gals on the phone closing this and, and having three film people and running ads and my allocation is 71% of energy and resources to the phone team versus 29 over here or should it be 60, 40, got it? That's the game. Gotta figure that out. You understand? It's that practical. Uh, every one of us, regardless of the business that we're in, you know, even you with your father, you with your YouTube channel, you for doing events, me, value. And I've heard you talk about it so many times. I mean, I listen to it. It's about leverage. Life is about leverage. So in a relationship, the positive one has the leverage over the negative one in the long term, but in the short term, the negative one has the leverage over the positive one. Do you know how many cliche marriages end when the one that was a dick for 22 years is stunned that out of nowhere the other one woke up and said, you know what, fuck you, I'm out. And then they're like, no, 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 what the fuck? Because the leverage sat with the good one. This is why I have all the leverage. This is why when everybody's confused by me versus the other 45 faces that pop up on pre-rolls and ads, I'm going to win. Because I'm bringing the most value. That's, abs- that, that's an absurd thing to put out for free. Yeah, it really was. I'm aware. It was not just what I normally do, which is easy. We put time and effort mm-hmm. to like really give it to you. Yeah, months. Months. So it was tight and good and like the most basic person could go through it 80 pages, five times and be like, aha. Who helps you balance the practicality of the financials of that? Me. Good answer. It's the truth. When you have multiple streams of income, where do you pull, so I have like six different income, where would you pull a salary when you have, I mean you have way more, right? Like you're on, I'm down here. I know where I'm currently, I'm thinking is that the right, because I have revenue coming in from about six different businesses that I either have equity ownership in, what is your guidance on that? Uh, meaning, so I always invest in things that I think have, like I look at the year ahead, not too much, I don't get too crazy far out. Like if a business is growing, I feed it. Okay. And so for me, one of the reasons I write books or speak is it allows me to make income so I can continue to invest in my businesses. That's exactly, okay. Perfect and I try to keep my overhead low, which has been harder over the last couple of years, just growing family, just like, you know, as time evolves, you're like, you know, after you eat, you know, you heard my story 14 to 34, it's like, you know, when I started giving to charity along the way, you might have heard the charity water story I've mentioned a lot of times where Scott's like, don't do what you think you're gonna do and give it all away at 85, do it along the way. I'm like, oh yeah, that kind of affected my real life too, which is like, you know what, maybe I should, enjoy, you, know, you know, as much as I do play for the long term, it's not terrible to enjoy a little something. They've, they've given us exclusive access to turn those people into custom audiences on Facebook to leverage off of those people to market to people that have other events. What I don't want to give up is, is 
the digital marketing side of it, but I don't want to continue to go two, five, like four different directions with the business at the same time. Does that make sense? Of course it does. So what I'm, I'm struggling with is... The leverage is, the, the leverage is having the practitionership ability in the execution of underpriced attention. Your question is answered in what I'm doing for a living. Very true. true. Like, the fuck am I doing? Right. I believe in it so much that after having unlimited leverage financially, reputationally, I'm still doing it. (laughs) That's my answer. That's good. It it is good. And and more importantly, as you know, when Facebook changes, A, as somebody who's a real player, I'm telling you I'm going back in. Then there's going to be, to her question, in 2021, a new app called Water which is gonna be the number one app in the world and it's fucking Instagram meets fucking AR meets, I don't fucking know. But the game of, all you did was just tell a modern day story of what I did on Google for Wine Library. It's what you talked about earlier, like the skill of marketing and sales and getting attention when it's a good deal at an underpriced level can let you be a fucking wood sign maker, can help you sell fucking jewelry. It is the ultimate thing, attention, of human beings is the asset. What you deploy that attention to can be low margin, but you're passionate about it, can be high margin, can be whatever the fuck you want, but it is the oxygen of a business. Exploding, right? It's the oxygen of a business exploding. There's a lot, you can do cold calling. That could be the oxygen. I'm talking about why do companies have hyper growth? Because you bought beachfront property in Malibu before anybody understood it was beachfront property in Malibu. <laughs> yeah. Attention. Well, attention's great, but I think psychology too, knowing how they actually. Which is, gets me to the next part, which is why I, I was so quick to not be pumped about data. Yeah. I can get in front of everybody sure. with information. Now tell me what you're putting in front of them. Mm-hmm. I can lower your CAC based on creative. Yeah, well that's what changed our whole business. Of course it did. Three months. Of course. We went from one pricing model and changed the entire thing and we've now got quadruple the numbers. How about the fact that there's a video you haven't made yet that will lower the numbers even, or double the numbers even more? Which brings me to It's the question. volume of content. But voice, you talk a lot about voice. I do because it's gonna take over search. So how do you do voice? And how do you, I mean, I don't want to say just apply it to our business, but how do you? I don't know yet. Okay. Because you talk a lot because about I, Because I think Amazon and Google have disproportionate leverage. Hey Alexa, I want to go to a race this weekend. Where should I go? Yeah. You know how expensive that the next sentence from the machine is going to be? Yeah. A, Amazon's going to be like, fuck you. I'm not going to let you pay $10,000 a lead. I'm just going to create a fucking company and put you out of business. How do you get ahead of it? You don't you better hope that they don't want that model. You just hope it's not your turn. The internet's gonna kill everybody. It's just they killed taxi drivers first.